are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. All right, and welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. We're going to be talking some bold predictions for the upcoming 2021 season, which is just as of right now, two days away. Uh, If you're listening to this later, obviously, it's going to be closer. But we are all excited. And I know one man that's always hype, my co-host, Phil Simmons. How's it going, Phil? I'm I'm doing great. Um, (laughs) You always got to mess up the flow, bro. Um, I'm actually, I'm excited. Football, like you said, football starts in two days. Uh, I'm already sitting on the toilet practicing, trying to get my waiver wires together, trying to make sure my roster limit isn't over the limit. So I'm good to go. But I'm happy to be on with you guys once more. Sounds like the Dookie wire, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> he's just coming off some great news because Underdog Fantasy is now available in the great state of Arizona. We got Chevin Nooney joining us. What's good, Chev? I am so happy about this news. Betting is coming to Arizona, and it's coming quicker than I thought. Can't wait to talk about what we're going to talk about tonight, and also can't wait to get more people in Arizona using our underdog code, baby. That's right. And uh, the underdog, the uh, updating and everything will be changing how they're doing their their monetary compensation. We'll get to that a little bit later. Joining me, like always, we've got Nate Christian. How you doing, Nate? I'm doing pretty good. I was in Washington State. This weekend, they do not have underdog there. So I felt Chev's pain for four days. It was terrible, <laughs> but I made it through. And on my flight home, I had this drastic realization. I was like, oh my God, how am I going to settle these lineups for this season? <laughs> I'm in too many leagues. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. You know, got to make sure that you are active on your waiver wire and it's going to be tough, but uh, just do it on the toilet. Like pork does it. <laughs> we might need a new intern. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, the line of three craps every Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you eat my wife's cooking, you already will. <laughs> that being said, so Terrible. it is, it is the last you. week of the off season. So we are all excited. This is what we've all been preparing for. Your dynasty drafts are done as far as your rookie drafts. Most of your redraft leagues, your seasonal leagues, have already drafted. Best ball you've been drafting since day one. Um, so the format for the show is going to change a little bit. It's going to be a little more uh, constructed as per Bob Van Duzer. You could DM him on Twitter at Bob Van underscore IDP. Any critiques of the show you have that are negative, write to his DMs. Anything positive, you could DM any one of us. Good vibes only here. Especially Nate, especially Chev, especially Pork. I might look here, DM. I don't know. Um, so it's going to be a little more constructive. We are going to be doing a little more, a little bit more Debbie talk. Uh, we're going to any trades you want to talk about, send them our way. Don't give us starts and sits. That's not our strong point. To be perfectly honest with you, we like to scout talent. Uh, we like to process trades. Mike's going to tell you to start Lamichael Piran, and it's incorrect, but that's what he's going to tell you. Okay. <laughs> 
there might be a time where you have to start a guy like Mike Piran. You never know. I mean, depending on how deep your league is and what your bench looks like and what the waiver wire looks like, you never know. So really never seen not, but... That's more. That sounds like your teams, Mike. <laughs> I might roll them out there just because. <laughs> I have a hot take about. I know hey, it sounds hey, bad. I, I want to say something. We talked last year. Well, I, okay, Mike is incredible at drafting. That's all I got to say. Because remember when we laughed at him for drafting on Michael P. Ryan so high up? Early. And we made yeah. the bet that Latavius Murray would score more points than Michael P. Ryan. Well, a year later, Latavius Murray doesn't even have a football team. So, you know, Mike's really and, got the long-term dynasty at look and, down, and he's right. just a next level above us. And Latavius is still going to score more points than Michael P. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Piran scores negative points. He might score less. Oh, come on, Dave. You said you haven't watched in a while, and then you're going to come in here with Ty Johnson season. Although there has been a lot of hype surrounding Ty Johnson right now. So mm-hmm. I don't know. And apparently the Michael Carter hype is fading a little bit. Is he, is he buried on the Jets depth chart from yeah, what I'm I hearing? Think he's, I think he's relegated to special teams at this point. Okay. Uh, I think it was his pass protection was the issue. Okay. Yeah. I, I honestly don't know who's going to be the starting running back for the Jets at this point. I think it's just a toss-up. They're going to flip a coin. Once they get to the, the game, they're going to be like, oh, yep, you're up, buddy. Get out there and take control of the game. So It could be one of those I things don't really that they just don't even run the ball. They're like, we got we drafted Zach Wilson. You're just going to throw it every play. Everybody's calling him mini Patrick Mahomes. I mean, shoot, it could be it. You never know. Oh, boy. Crowning him a bit early there. <laughs> not me. Not me. Maddie Big Chest checking in saying, hey, dudes, what's up, Maddie? Good to see you again like always. If you need graphics done for anything, hit up Matty Big Chest on Twitter. He's going to set you up good. The real Brad Curtis is saying it's exactly. Coleman for six quarters until he gets hurt, and then it's Carter. <laughs> Sounds all right. Six quarters. That's a long leash for uh, Tevin Coleman. I don't know, maybe six minutes. So um, I think that's about it. So tonight we're going to be talking about some bold takes. Let's get bold here. Chev, why don't we start with you tonight? Do you got a bold take for us? Yeah, so I'm going with a guy that two years ago was an absolute stud, came out of nowhere out of Penn State. We're going to go with Chris Godwin returns to being a wide receiver one this upcoming season. I think that dynamic with him and Tom Brady is going to come back. Uh, They got one year together last season. I don't think it really connected as well due to Godwin being injured and the COVID protocols and whatnot. So I think Chris Godwin takes a big step this season. I actually think he leads – Tampa Bay in uh, receiving yards, and he's the wide receiver one there this upcoming season. So I really, really hope Godwin has a really great year. I think he's got all the intangibles to do so as long as he can stay healthy. I know right before the pod I checked him, and he had a quad issue come up. So not a great start for the bold prediction, but I still have faith in him as he can put up big numbers quick. I don't hate that, to be honest with you. Pork and I were actually talking before the show about how people are just down on Chris Godwin because, you know, Antonio Brown's looking good, blah, blah, blah. But I don't hate that. I can understand based on the, you know, how things are looking on Twitter and how people are talking about him, why that would seem bold. I actually think, I think it's very plausible. Can I piggyback one of my bold takes off of yours? Cause they kind of go hand in hand. I'm saying that Tom Brady finishes as a top 10 fantasy quarterback. And I mean, this is a guy with absolutely no rushing upside whatsoever. We see how the league is going. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray. Um, although Kyler Murray doesn't run a ton, but he's mobile enough. But I just think, you know, you saw what happened once that offense clicked. They didn't lose a game for the rest of the year after they lost to Kansas City. Tom Brady's got this offense down pat. I mean, mm-hmm. that team returned every single starter, which is just 
fascinating. And I don't know how they did it, but they did it. And I'm putting them in the top 10. Also, Sean should be watching this show and writing all these down or doing whatever it is that he does. So he can keep track of this. And we'll be checking in with it throughout the season. So, all right, we got two Tampa Bay Buccaneers predictions. Nate, how about yourself? Mute it, Nate. Oh, no. Robot I'm Nate. I'm back. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with a guy that y'all know I love. And Bob texted me today. He was like, hey, you're gonna, who are you going to talk about tonight? I was like, man, I haven't even thought about it. But I know it's this guy right here. LaVisca Chenault. There it is. He's going to be the wide receiver one for the Jaguars. He's going to be a wide receiver two in fantasy football. He's going to have double-digit touchdowns. I love that Seth said this because I was actually going to say this exact thing, that he's going to have double-digit touchdowns this year um, total because I think I'll have probably like one or two rushing as well. Um, and, you know, I don't know if he hits 1,000 yards or not. I don't know if his, you know, average yards per catch is going to be high enough. But – Let's say he gets 80 receptions, 800 yards, and 10 touchdowns. That's 220 points in PPR, and that would put him at wide receiver 22 last year, which is right between Deontay Johnson and C.D. Lamb last year. And I think that's a great spot for LaVisca this year, um, especially with a rookie quarterback. He's going to be having his ups and downs. I think LaVisca Chenault finishes as a wide receiver two, probably like around that 20 spot. Um, There's a lot of good guys out there with uh, better offenses, but – Trevor Lawrence is going to come into town. He's going to elevate that offense. And by the end of the year, that connection is going to be incredible. I love it. I got a bunch of LaVisca in my seasonal leagues. People were just leaving him to die out there in the draft, man. And I'm like, I love him for redraft. I love him for dynasty. I love him for redraft. I think he's a guy that you could say, I like him in all formats. Yeah. Mm hmm. They have to throw the football a lot, too. I mean, they're not going to be doing too much rushing. They're going to be down a lot as well. So I think him just being as dynamic as he is could bode well for him, too. Yeah. Question for you guys before we move on. Jacksonville question. Are you trying to acquire uh, any Travis Etienne right now? Are you concerned about that injury? No. Are you trying to move him if you have him anywhere? I am trying to move him. Um Anyone holding? I have him in a few spots. I'm just kind of holding right now. I don't want to hold. If I hold, I won't be too upset. But I think I have him in two spots, and I would like to get rid of him if I can. I'd like to move him for a piece that will help me win this year and still have a little bit of value next year. I'm really concerned that ETN is, you know, he'll struggle next year coming off the injury. And then what are you looking at? Maybe at best you get a, a RB1 two years from now yeah. in 2023. I mean, by that time, there's a lot more that I want out of my players. Um, I don't want to have to wait two years for the possibility of a top running back. Mm-hmm. Um, I might as well just get a 2023 first round pick. So I'm looking, looking at ETN. And also I know some people have made the comparison. I think ETN's a bit better than Rashad Penny, but I think some people have made the comparison to James Robinson uh, being the Chris Carson and ETM being the Rashad Penny. So mm-hmm. um, a guy that, you know, is help, is injured and then the, the late round draft pick or undrafted free agent, you know, plays incredible. And we saw it last year with James Robinson. I think James Robinson is going to be an uh, incredible t- running back again this year. Actually, um, one of my bold predictions is he's going to be a top five running back this year. Okay. I think he has incredible volume in that offense and he's going to have pass catching mm-hmm. upside with Trevor Lawrence. 
and they're not going to be able to stack the box like they did against them last year. And with ETN out of the picture, I think James Robinson's going to be an incredible play this year. And I'm not excited about ETN coming back next year after another incredible season by James Robinson. Mm-hmm. It's going to be harder and harder for him to, you know, get good volume. And as long as Robinson's there, I don't see him being an RB1. So mm-hmm. um, I'm off ETN. I'm also off Cam Akers. I'm unfortunately maybe a little off J.K. Dobbins, too. Um, I like Dobbins the most out of all three of those guys, yeah. but I think it's probably consensus that Dobbins is the yeah. favorite. Yeah. Um, I could see Dobbins coming back and being like the next Dalvin Cook, you know, tears his ACL one year, has a kind of not so great second year, but I think Dobbins has a good career in him still. So. Mm-hmm. And that being said, the Baltimore Ravens did sign Le'Veon Bell today too. Um, so from what you what was that tweet from Pro Bowl to practice squad? <laughs> from the Steelers all pro to the Ravens practice squad. What That's a fall. Terrible. And Nate, Sean wants to know, what are you taking for Travis Etienne right now? I don't know because I haven't been able to get rid of him yet. Um, yeah. I haven't got an offer I feel good about yet. If someone offered me a 2023 20, first straight up, um, I might take that. Um, I'm not selling for anything less than a first. 2023 uh, 20, first is probably the most I go out. I mean, if I think about it as I'm switching ETN for one of the top running backs in the 2023 class, I'm pretty happy with that, honestly. Yeah, I would definitely think that's best case scenario. If you can get a 2023 first for a guy that just got injured, and I mean, I, I haven't been able to see him be sold either, so I'm curious to see what he's actually being sold for because I haven't seen anybody be successful at doing so yet. Yeah, I, I'd like to move ETN for a piece for this year, but so far it's it's you know the season hasn't started yet, so no one's willing to give up good running backs for a piece that's a long-term look. So maybe a couple weeks into the season, I'll be looking to sell ETN because you'll have some team that knows they're in a rebuild and they're willing to ship off their veterans, and I'll sell ETN for you know some pieces that can help me you know take that next step up as a contender. So that's kind of my yeah. plan right now with him. I don't want to sell him yet. Give it a couple weeks into the season, see what happens. Okay. All right. Uh, Pork, you got a bold take for us or a greasy take in your take in your yeah, case? A little bit. Um, I'm going to go with a second year guy. Showed a lot of flashes last year. Was always open, but always overthrown. It's Darnell Mooney. Um, Darnell Mooney, I think, is going to be wide receiver too this year for this team. Um, I'm not really sure um, how Andy Dalton's going to be with him because we all know he's not really that good. But as soon as Justin Fields comes in, I feel as though his stock is going to go to the moon. Um, it was just very irritating last year just to see how he was the running routes and he's wide open down the field and Foles is overthrowing him. Trubisky is just being Trubisky. So with him actually having somebody, <laughs> Trubisky, um, I mean, with Mooney actually having someone who was actually going to throw him the ball accurately, I think he goes, I mean, not no pun intended, but I think he just goes to the moon. Yeah, I have Mooney also on my list as a wide receiver, too. I've been talking about him ever since he'd been drafted and the Bears started actually using him and throwing to him. But I think the upgrade at quarterback and having Fields is going to be bet- great. But mm-hmm. I think Andy Dolan, too, could also be a good piece into his career as well. I don't think it's going to be as high as it will be with Fields, but I still think Andy can drive the ball down to him better than what Trubisky did. So I'm, I'm excited for Mooney in all aspects, man. I think he's going to be great. He doesn't get the coverage that Allen Robinson's going to see. So I think it's going to be very exciting, especially when Fields rolls out and Mooney can just keep running around and make plays. So I'm excited mm-hmm. for Mooney this season, man. I'll Big tell you time. what, 
let's kind of piggyback off that one as well. We do have some bold predictions from some listener of ours. Uh, let's find one here. Seth already did his. Chenault has 1,200 and double-digit touchdowns. He talked about that earlier. Um, Adam Boyer, Justin Fields is a top-eight quarterback on points per game once inserted as the starter. Thoughts on that, Jeff? I mean, I can see it. The rushing ability is there. He's going to be running for his life most of the time, though, so that kind of scares me a little bit with his production just because that line is so bad. I mean, with the rushing upside, there's always a possibility that he can sneak up into that echelon as of quarterback. So I, I think it's there. I think they have Allen Robinson there. They have Mooney. They have some good pieces around him that he can throw to. He can throw the mm-hmm. ball to Montgomery coming out of the backfield as well. Exactly. So I think the possibility is definitely there. Uh, the only thing that scares me is that line – might not be as good as people are wanting it to be. Right. Right. But I think the, the point of the line not being as good as it wants it to be actually kind of helps him for fantasy because that kind of forces him to roll out and do what he needs to do for, you know, just for those those Konami code, they call it, uh, rushing, rushing yard points. Let's go through a couple here from our resident IDP guy, Bob Van. Um, Brandon Ayuk, T. Higgins, Darnell Mooney, wide receiver two or better. I don't know if that's wide receiver two overall or that they are wide receiver twos. Not no really wide sure. receiver twos, probably. Uh, I don't know how bold that is. <laughs> that's, I mean, Mooney's being that. drafted as like the fifty-fifth wide receiver right now. Yeah, so, that's I mean, a steal, that, that's a steal and a half. Well, I think, mm-hmm. I think the the one that's turning me off of that one is Brandon Ayuk and T Higgins as wide receiver yeah. twos better. Like. I think you know they're being drafted in some cases as wide receiver ones on that spot, yeah. a specific team. So mm. that part I don't think is so bold. To be honest with you, I don't think Darnell Mooney is a wide receiver two is that bold either. I, I think he's going to smash, man. I, I really do. Even with Andy Dalton, yeah. I just don't I think, think compared to ADP, yeah. Okay, compared to be consistent enough to be a wide receiver two throughout the entire sure. year. He's definitely going to have some wide receiver two games. Yeah. But I think at the end of the year, just because of you know. Andy Dalton, rookie quarterback, even though Justin Fields is great. I think at the end of the year, his total is probably going to put him around like, I don't know, wide receiver 35, let's say, or something like that. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to we're gonna finish talking about uh, Bob's bold takes in a minute, but I'm just too excited. I can't, I can't wait anymore. Hey, listen, have you missed out on drafting some of your favorite players in your home leagues? Just go draft them on Underdog. You didn't get your favorite player. That's okay. You can go to underdog and you get $25 free when you sign up and deposit $10 and you can draft five free teams in the puppy. This is for, this is for Shevin's new wife, Melissa. I'll tell you what, man, she is all about underdog. She is absolutely hype as they say that it's in Arizona. So you can draft your favorite player up to five times. Plus you always get the best scores in your lineup. You do not have to worry about benching your favorite players. I mean, talk about just a format that's, that's amazing. You know what I mean? Draft. You don't do anything. I don't know if, if uh, do you guys know if underdog does waiver wire pickups? I know some best ball leagues do that. I think that's I only think for, so. I think that's only on sleeper. That's not okay. on underdog. All right. That's even better. Even less work for you. Yes. Yeah. I do believe coming up soon, there's going to be week long DFS plays on underdog too. Make sure you hit up our Patreon. We got Dan Rozier, who's going to just keep you filled in on all things DFS. And I'll tell you what, I've loved Dan since I've known him, but 
the amount of his DFS knowledge just unheralded by anybody else. And I would also be remiss to talk to you about uh, Dynasty Owner. You want to make sure you head over to DynastyOwner.com. Okay, now all the live drafts are going to be ending within the next few days. Okay, so you want to make sure you want to get over there soon. I don't know if you can actually enter any more live drafts, but make sure that you get set up for next season. <laughs> Nate's fixing his air. And make sure that you tell them that the Dynasty Rewind crew sent you over there, and they will take really good care of you. So let us go back and finish up Bob's bold predictions. Justin Jefferson and CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver ones. Yeah. I, I think CD's the one that could might hit some trouble, but I I love CD Lamb though. He's the one I want in that in that offense. But I think Amari Cooper could take a lot of the uh, yards and attempts from our catches from him as well. And Dave is asking, no more Manscaped. No, Dave, I'm sorry. Manscaped pulled the pube on us. I guess you could say. So there's <laughs> no. no more Manscaped. <laughs> like what the hell? Uh, I, I made the retort. Relevant, I guess you. That was, that was actually a good joke by you. I, I'll give you props. That for was that decent. It was decent. Yeah. I could see Justin Jefferson being a wide receiver one this year. Easily, yeah. I mean, I guess I could see it with CD Lamb too, but I just think there's too many mouths to feed there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a ton of mouths. There's going to be a ton of volume though, so it really depends on where the touchdowns go. I think. Question: mm-hmm. Is there a ton of mouths to feed? Because it, to me, it's Amari Cooper, it's CD Lamb. Mm-hmm. And Michael, Michael Gallup, Gallup. Elliot, yeah, he's, Gallup, he's Jarwin's not, back. Well, we were, we were, everyone was hype on Michael Gallup at the end of last year. Still, mm-hmm. they were like, wow, this guy's still really good. Don't let a whole offseason just make you forget about Michael Gallup. He's still he's somebody, a very good guy. I love him in my, in best ball drafts. Um, he's a guy I think is going to end up having a better uh, end of the season ranking than you would think because he's going to have such big games. He's going to be a little inconsistent, I think. Maybe a little bit like Tyler Lockett of last year. But um, Michael Gallup could very, very easily um, <laughs> wind up there in the wide receiver two, wide receiver three area with Dak Prescott. I mean, I I have to just remind everybody, last year the Carolina Panthers, as bad as they were with Teddy Bridgewater, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel all ended up as top like 25 receivers, top 26 receivers. I think one of the, I think Curtis Samuel was like wide receiver 26. And then Robbie Anderson was like 22 and DJ Moore was like 20, I think something like that. That team gave you three top 25 receivers. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys can absolutely do that. The big question is just which one really takes the lead? Which one can one of them get into that wide receiver one spot? You know, Amari Cooper's probably going to have more receptions. CeeDee Lamb might have the most yards. Michael Gallup might have the most touchdowns. You know, mm-hmm. if any one of those three wide receivers can put down, you know, two of those categories and lead in both those categories, they'll be the top one. Yeah. I want Gallup everywhere in Dynasty as well. Go grab him. He's going to be super cheap, and he will definitely not be this cheap next season, I'm guessing. Yep. I think he's going to be a free agent next year, and he could. Yeah, he's going to a different team, so he's going to he's going to get that contract and eat somewhere else, probably Detroit because they need receivers. Hey, put him on the Packers next year when Devontae Adams leaves. I'm not. I'm. I can't trust Gunther Kuntz. But Aaron Rodgers is probably gone too, though. That's true. Hey, (laughs) would love going to Michael Gallup. Come on, that's it's like. Hey, look, the Cowboys do have their quarterback of the future. They did sign Will Greer, so um, they're going to be good there next few years. Hey, remember when Will Greer was supposed to be a thing? Him and Jared Stidham. That was that was fun times for fantasy football. 
Remember when Jacob Eason was supposed to be a thing? Hey, listen. Hey, he's a backup. I'll take it. <laughs> Sam Ellinger just being talked about as a quarterback in the NFL made me sick to my stomach, man. He's actually yeah, he's trash. trash. He's trash, no. trash. Who would you rather have, Sam Ellinger or Kyle Trask? Kyle Trask. 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 Yeah. Who would you rather have, Sam Ellinger, or would you rather have Steven Montez? <laughs> Those are two of the worst college quarterbacks I've watched on tape. Sam Ellinger still. I don't know how Steven Montez is like still had a preseason. There's quarterbacks out there I'd arm. much rather have than Steven Montez. Ellinger put up numbers, but man, it was ugly watching him do it. He ran. He, he ran. was there for like eight years. <laughs> so talking about Van, him and Van Jefferson were probably hanging out <laughs> yeah, in middle school. Yeah, sure. Why? What, why you gotta do that to me, bro? I saw your shirt, man. Hey, you know I gotta wear it today. <laughs> All right, who else has a bold prediction for us? I've already given two. All right, Chev. I Both think you Jaguar players, not... which is interesting. I guess I'm Gosh. high on the Jaguars this year. Go Jags, go, go Jags. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll go. Uh, this one. This is probably bold, I would think. I'm going with Mike Gusecki as a top four tight end this upcoming season. Ooh, that is bold. It's very bold. That is bold. But, but, but I don't hate it. That's why we're here for. We're here okay. for the bold takes. Can you explain I, your logic here? I, I'm yes. curious. Oh, yes. Goodness. I honestly That's think hot. he's going to turn into the safety blanket for Tua. He's going to be somebody in the middle of the field that's surrounded with speed all around him now. That's going to be somebody that can get connected with Tua easily in the short route or short intermediate passes. And all preseason, Tua was looking for those tight ends. So I honestly, this this is super, super bold of me, but I'm going with Mike Gusecki, getting those mismatches, hopefully with the speed around him to be a top four tight end. It's, it's bold as heck. I tell you what, Chef. I really I like hope that, that happens because I have a lot of Micah Sutton in my dynasty team. Yeah. We have him I on would, dynasty owner, so be that would be nice. Very well. yeah. uh, so if we got him on dynasty owner, we're good. We're going to be great this season. Okay. When you go to sign up at dynasty owner, make sure that you're not in our division if you want a chance of, of winning it because these guys do a great job running that team. Hey, Dave mm-hmm. from Toronto saying Saquon running back two season. So I'm asking him. Is that running back two overall? Let's see what he <laughs> says here in a minute. Because I'm curious. Obviously, when you say running back two, that could mean many different things. So let's see what he says here. But um, yeah, Mike Gusecki, tight end four. I mean, listen, it's it's freaking possible. Okay, so Dave is saying running back two overall. What do you guys think? Is that is that a bold take here? I mean, he's got a lot of competition. We we think it's going to be CMC one. Who does he bump off? Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook. You know, one of the younger guys, Jonathan Taylor, is getting drafted very highly right now. That offensive line's bad. He's got to get the passing volume that he got back when he before he got injured, or it's not going to happen because the offensive line is atrocious, atrocious. And I I just don't. When the first game of last season was against the Steelers, I believe, and he had no room to run or do an absolute thing. And I honestly felt bad for him because he just he was doing his best, but he had nothing to go with. He had no room. He was getting hit in the backfield. It looked like Cam Akers in, in college, just getting smacked yeah. around. So I really hope they're better, but they've had players retire all <laughs> offseason. So that, that's a little worrisome <laughs> for me. So, All right, so let's see. I uh, brought up his game logs. He did play in just two games last year, but 
the game that Chev's talking about, 15 carries for six yards, no touchdowns, nine targets, six catches for 60 yards. And then his next game, four carries for 28 yards, no targets. And a torn ACL. And a torn ACL, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, it stinks. And in the first game, he did play 87% of offensive snaps. So, I mean, this is – it's going to be a big feat. That, to me, that's a bold take. Everything that he has to overcome, not just physically, but from his inept offensive line and having Jason Garrett as a, a play – although, I should really say that because Ezekiel Elliott, you know, he put up some monster seasons with Jason Garrett as a play caller. So, yeah, it's – I mean, there are some things there that make it not out of the realm of possibility. But to me, realistically, I don't think it's going to happen. So, Dave, that is one hell of a bold take. And Seth Robertson saying, ready for bold? Waller and Kelsey – Waller and not Kelsey finishes as tight end one. Gusecki, right? <laughs> Waller and not Kelsey finish as tight end. No, he's a Waller finishes as tight Wall, end. One. Waller's going to be a tight end one. Not yeah. Kelsey. That's what he's saying. I mean, that's a bold one as well, too. I mean, there, it's not like it's not like there's not many you know proven pass catchers on that team right now. So Waller, I just don't know how you in a way how you yeah. There's no way Kelsey to slice it. Way. Yeah, how that's, do you that's get like past Kelsey, that, who's done it five years in a row? Right, that's the only thing. That's why it's so bold. There's nothing against Waller. It's just yeah. No, it's not because you like kind of got to compare a car to Mahomes, and there's no comparison because mm-hmm. Mahomes is going to just pepper Kelsey with targets like he always does. Yeah, Kelsey think, Hill, Kelsey I think Hill. Darren Waller won't have as many touchdowns as Kelsey, and I think that's where it really divides because you know Kelsey he only needs five or six more touchdowns to have a huge gap at the end of the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see Waller maybe having more receptions, um, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, no. Dave's got another bold take. Bold Nate Gary won't get cut again. He got cut, right? He did. He didn't even make it to training camp. So um, we do have one last bold take from a listener, although this one is from unknown. I don't know if it's actually that bold or not, because I could see it happening. Austin Eckler has a better 2021 than Saquon Barkley. It could happen. I mean, the that. touchdowns is what scares me a little bit. The rushing upside mm-hmm. in the red zone. It's kind of... You know, I think Eckler's... More like health for me, for him. Yeah, I think yeah. more health, but that's for both guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I think yeah. Eckler actually is a pretty decent goal line back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just haven't used him in that yep. role. Right. Because they had Gordon before, and then last year was injured. Yeah. So All I right. think this year, as long as he stays healthy, I think Eckler has a ton of upside. Mm-hmm. I mean, the passing game upside, the fact that Herbert's there, so now you know there's not stacked boxes against Eckler, so he has room to run. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to be a huge part of that offense. Um, I believe what is the offensive coordinator, or something like that, who came from the Saints. Um, yeah. Or is it the coach? One of the- um, Lombardi. Yeah, he came from the Saints, so we saw how they use Camara. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not betting against Eckler this year. I think my only concern is health, but as long as he's healthy, um, I think he's one of the few guys that actually has a shot to be the running back one. Just because of the pass catching upside, we we've seen that's what it takes. You know, mm-hmm. an yeah. Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, that's what it takes to be the running back one. Even Derrick Henry on a record-setting year was only like running back four in PPR. Or five or six, something like that. You know, I think he was six, but it's like yeah, he, he set records and he, he he wasn't even top five. 
So we need that pass catching upside. Eckler just, whew, man, that passing upside is so much better. Also, Barkley, I don't really want to root for anybody in fantasy on the New York Giants because that offense is not going to be good. Not going to be good. Well, I think what helps, Barkley. what helps Barkley's cause here is he's a he's a three-down back, and I don't think Austin Eckler is. I, I just – I don't. He could be, but I, I think Barkley's more of the prototypical I, I totally, back. I get that. I think I think it's just mostly because of the size with Eckler, and it just seems like he gets like little nicks throughout the year, and he's out. And that's why we had that little Josh Kelly emergence <laughs> that Nate told us to sell, and we fell in love. We just kept playing him until he started I sucking sold. again. I, I believe. Sold too. I didn't even listen to myself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's just the main reason. It's like I, I want to like Eckler. It's just the fact that he keeps getting hurt, and it's just. I just need to see some more consistency. Like, you know, we always um, – we listen to Bob Long. and He preaches consistency, and some of the stuff that he says just makes a lot of sense. If you got to be on the field to be consistent, if you're not on the field, we're just going to look elsewhere and look at guys like Saquon Barkley who was – you know, he was healthy before, but until he got his ACL injury. So I think hopefully with Barkley, I think I can trust him more at this point than Eckler just based off of just prior history. And I do also think that the backup running back position for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers is going to be very important as well. You're going to say that guy right there is not a three-down running back. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Listen, I'll give him a small stepladder so he can get on it and say it to my face. (laughs) I'll tell him he's not a three-down. How tall are you, Mike? I'm six foot. He's 5'10", so you got two inches on him. Two inches, baby. I'm right. sure I have a lot of weight on him, too. <laughs> <laughs> do we want to do a shot bet? I'll, I'll uh, take Eckler. Actually, what I really Eckler. want to do is I want to take this picture of Austin Eckler and put Porkman's head on it. That's what I want to do. Well, here, all you got to do is put his face on it. He's bald. That's all right. But Eckler versus Barkley. All Bottom right. half I'll versus take, top half. I'll take Barkley. You know what? Give me Saquon here. All right. All right. Put, put it on the board, Sean. Put it on the board. Dave's got my back. Mike has the reach, though. Yeah, but if I if I hit like, <laughs> flies hit yeah, you, yeah, but if he reaches you, you're dead. Yeah, this is true. I don't get forearms, bro. Oh, look at Sean's getting hot and bothered looking at that picture of Austin Eckler. Sean, calm down. <laughs> right down the shop, at brings I, it back to his manscape days. <laughs> when we were sending them out to people's houses. Chef did that. This is real story. We had to get him counseling for some of those. But uh, I have a hot, a bold take here. Um, Justin Jefferson finishes as the number one overall fantasy wide receiver. That's bold. I think that's bold. Um, You know, I like AJ Green. I'm sorry, not AJ Green. AJ Brown. (laughs) I like AJ Green. Green. He was good. (laughs) That's a bold take. I loved AJ Green. I like AJ Brown, but I do think having Julio Jones there is going to knock him down a bit. I still think he's going to be a number one wide receiver. Um, I like, you know, I like T. Higgins. I like Chase Claypool. I like a lot of these other guys. I just think that Justin Jefferson is it right now. A lot of these other guys have other parts of the offense that bring him back. Adam Thielen's getting older. Amir Smith Marset, it's not his time yet. You know what I mean? Chris Herndon, is he really going to bite into – was Irv Smith really going to bite into it too? I mean, if you look at what Irv Smith and, and Kyle Rudolph did combined last year, it's not anything spectacular really. So I think he's it. 
if Davin Cook's still going to get work, he's still going to be fine. He's still going to be a running back one. But I just think mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson smashes. No third-year breakout when you did it in your first year. He's going to keep rolling. That makes me yeah, so happy. Justin Jefferson. Yeah. I get to watch him play this year. I'm, I can't wait. Man, you know what, Chev? I, I said this when we were scouting, when I was looking at Terrace Marshall, I missed so many things about Justin Jefferson last year when I was watching film. I'm like, I should have had him as my number one wide receiver. Go ahead, Nate. Becoming the number one wide receiver is so difficult. It is. I mean, Devonte Adams last year was a wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. Okay. He got 150 targets. He had 1,300 receiving yards. But here's... What makes him the wide receiver one? Eighteen touchdowns. Yeah, that's stupid. So you and the guy behind him, wide receiver two, was Tyreek Hill, who had fifteen touchdowns and then two on the ground. You just to be that wide receiver one, you have to get the touchdowns. Now, if Jeff Jefferson gets the Thielen touchdowns, I mean Thielen yeah. had what? Let's see. Yeah, he had fourteen Double touchdowns touch- last year. Yeah. So if Justin Jefferson takes half of those. Justin Jefferson would have 14. Yeah. Um, that would that would put him at wide receiver two last year if he had the double amount of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually a little low on Justin Jefferson this year, not for dynasty at all. But okay. I feel like there's a sophomore slump coming. You know, we see it a lot. The expectations are just so high. How many times mm-hmm. do we see a guy finish wide receiver six overall rookie year? I mean, to, to say that he's going to be a you know to equal that or better that just seems like too high of expectations that I want to place on a sophomore wide receiver. Um, I mean, it was an incredible season last year, but man, to do that again, I mean, that was an incredible season for any wide receiver, let alone mm. a rookie. I mean, he had seven, seven receiving touchdowns, which in the top eight was the second least only behind Deandre Hopkins. So, it's it's really all about the touchdowns if he if he's going to be the wide receiver one you know it's Kirk Cousins better be throwing some touchdowns. <laughs> That's what I'm about to say. I, I think it. You look at the top two guys. You got Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Patrick Mahomes could be the greatest quarterback of all time at some point when his career ends. Go to Kirk Cousins, the guy that wants to play in plexiglass, like. I can't put Justin Jefferson as the number one wide receiver for that reason. Jake Browning might be XFL's next number one pick. I don't know. Jake Browning, Jacob Eason. I love them, Jakes. Hey, listen, <laughs> real quick. Seth Robertson wants to know, any bold takes on rookie wide receivers? I do want – before you guys, I want to say something about a month or so ago. I saw somebody tweet out, why isn't anybody talking about Terrace Marshall? The fact of the matter is, if you were listening to this podcast, you would have heard him talked about. And you would have heard how much we liked him. So, again, Seth, everyone, please tell people to listen to us because we know what we're talking about. You guys got any bold predictions on rookie wide receivers? That one's kind of, I, I got one. I don't know if it's that bold, but I think Devontae Smith gets over 1,000 yards receiving in his rookie season. I think he does, too. Yeah, I think I like he that. gets 1,200 yards and five touchdowns. 12? I don't know. I think it's like low 1,000. Who is that? It, Devontae Smith, he doesn't look to me like a big yak guy, to be honest with you. I think he's a guy, he's going to be a possession receiver. They're going to hit him on a lot of quick stuff. Yeah, that's what I think. No, no, yeah, I get what you're saying. But I like Rondell Moore, too. I, I think yeah. they just are going to find ways to get him the football. I just don't see why they wouldn't. 
I mean, in preseason, that's all they did. It seemed like when he was on the field. So I think they're going to manufacture him touches enough to make him decently relevant. I, w- I don't think I would start him right off the get-go, but I think by midseason, he'll have that trajectory of just going straight up from where he's at. So I'm excited for him too. Yeah, I think if I had to pick a favorite to be the top wide receiver out of the rookie class this year, it's not a guy I thought I would have picked a month or two ago. But I think Jalen Waddle is going to be the guy. Okay. Um, they are they are using him over at the Dolphins. And do we really think that Devontae Parker and Will Fuller are going to stay healthy? They're not even staying healthy now. If you allow and, steroids, then yeah. yeah. And <laughs> if those guys are out, it's Jalen Waddle and who else? Apparently top four tight end Mike Gesicki. You know? <laughs> so... <laughs> I mean, that's hey, about hey you you make you say stuff like this, but what happened last season with the Dallas Goddard? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Couldn't even actually make Zach Ertz leave town though. <laughs> it wasn't that good. Uh, so, also, apparently the Vikings called about Dallas Goddard. Imagine going in your mind from Dallas Goddard to Chris Herndon. It's a bit of a Honestly, drop. Honestly, the Eagles probably should have traded Dallas Goddard. Hey, you know what? Here's the thing. So like, just go all in for the rebuild. Yeah. Zach Ertz. He's looked really good this offseason. So yeah. he's going to be a thorn in the side of the people of managing Dallas Goddard. A yeah. massive thorn in the side. Yep. I do have, because um, we were talking about rookie wide receivers, I have a couple last ones. I like I like 1,000 yards. You know, it's going to have some big, big plays. Um, right. For those of you listening and not watching, Seth is saying Waddle at least 1,000 yards and six touchdowns. Yep. Played with you at Alabama. I could see it happening. Go ahead, man. Yeah. So there's... Three guys, I think, from round three of this past NFL draft that are going to be I – don't, I don't want to say what they're going to do this season, but I think at the end of the year, their ADP is going to be higher than it was at the beginning of the year for Dynasty. And those guys are Josh Palmer, Diamond mm-hmm. Brown, mm-hmm. and Nico Collins. Yeah. I think all of them will kind of break out towards the end of the year. I think we'll be talking about – we might be talking about Dimey Brown or Josh Palmer the same way we're talking about like Darnell Mooney right now, you know, as a guy who broke out at the end of the year, we haven't really seen fully yet, but there's some high expectations taking on the wide receiver two role. If Mike Williams leaves, Josh Palmer is a wide receiver two next year with Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. I love that. If Curtis Samuel is not that good, which I don't really think he's that good, then Dimey Brown could, you know, become the number two. Um, it's a little bit harder path than Josh Palmer's got, but and then we got Nico Collins, which who even knows what the Texans are doing. Starting Tyrod Taylor. Ugh. But Nico Collins is one of the few good things about that offense long term. Can you throw in yeah, Amon Ross St. Brown as well? I, I'm no? personally not a huge fan of Amon Ross St. Brown. Okay. I don't know how I feel about him. I kind of like him, but I kind of don't. Yeah. That's I just don't have him too. anywhere. I just couldn't decide if I liked him or not. So I just yeah. decided I not to ton of places because the value that I got for him was just so good. I'm like, if this guy remotely smashes, even if I don't like him that much and I just move him mm-hmm. for better value, then I win somehow. You probably so, could have already moved him for better value. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, but I'm going to, you know, a couple teams I have, I want to keep him around, see what I can get out of them, you know, on in my starting lineup. You know, which wide receiver got drafted right ahead of Amon Ross St. Brown. Who's that? He's no longer playing for an NFL team. His name is Des Fitzpatrick. 
Yeah, man. That bums me out. I love so Des Fitzpatrick. The Titans looked at Amara St. Brown, and they were like, oh. Let's go with they signed him to the practice squad. He's good. Did they? Did they sign him yeah. to the practice squad? Yeah. I remember I was like, yeah, I want to talk about this guy. And Nate's like, why? <laughs> like the <laughs> most average to? prospect of all time. And I loved him, too. That's the best part about him. Like, I love this guy. And you're like, Ugh. We all love guys. You know, Jermon Austin, <laughs> TJ Vasher. My list of Michael guys Piran. I like that no one knows just keeps growing longer by the day. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the I will say that I think speaks to how in-depth that we really go. Because, yeah, listen, we all like Jamar Chase. We like Najee Harris. We, we like these guys. We get it. Okay, yeah. If someone's like, I really like Najee Harris, it's like, okay, pal, yeah, we get it. You really like Najee Harris. But you have to look at these it's deeper explicit prospects. material here. If you're not watching, you didn't see it. You have to look at these deeper prospects because, really, these are the guys that you can plug in on a bye week or in an injury. Maybe they pop. Maybe you move them to get other pieces to help you, you know, help you become victorious. So mm-hmm. I really think that that speaks to us as a whole and how we do things here. So, um, yeah, someone clipped that moment. Thanks, Dave. Let's see. And Dave's <laughs> also saying Tutu Atwell is going to be what Porkman wanted Van Jefferson to be. Listen, I did Dave, not. Don't, don't, I did don't not do like that, Tutu. Dave. <laughs> Make a bet. Make a bet right now. I'm fine with making a bet. I got my Van Jefferson shirt on now. So, you know, I got to represent. I don't. I'm not going to be that bold because you know, obviously. But bold take. Tutu Atwell scores more points than Van Jefferson this year. He might just have to score zero. <laughs> Dang, you're going to see Van's going to freaking go off this year. You're all going Van's to be, gonna be like, well, you know what? I'm kind of getting up there in age. About time to retire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank God he doesn't play for the Giants. He would already quit. <laughs> yeah, uh, shoot, I want to play for that clown Joe Judge anyway. That guy's weird, man. He is. He was also weird, Dan Campbell. We got some weird NFL coaches out there. No, right but I like Dan Campbell. Shoot, we got the weirdest one of them all. We play rock, paper, scissors with our players before we sign them. Yep, that's that's weird too. This guys got some uh, weird guys. All right. Well listen, we're we're about to wrap it up, but uh before we do, before we kick it over to Chef, just want to take a minute and I want to bring up this awesome graphic that Sean reminded me. Um well I gotta turn the banner on. There we go. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. You want to check that out. That is where we do our bonus podcast. We have written content. We're going to have weekly IDP and DFS stuff going on there. We got a group chat that I even participate in. So that's something right there. And here's the underdog graphic that I forgot to use earlier, cutting Nate's face off. So, (laughs) But surprisingly, Nate did not get his face cut off in the Chaz in Seattle. So that's always a good thing. Yes, and Sean fire graphics that you had here so um before we head out chev why don't we kick it over to you what do you got for us yeah so tonight uh i'm gonna read two verses actually so it says in james 5 13 it says is anyone among you in trouble let them pray is anyone happy let them sing sing songs of praise just because somebody's doing well let them sing their song don't be discouraging to them just because they're doing well don't feel anger towards them you should be appreciating them and joining their excitement as well and be excited with them through their, their troubles and through all the success that they build. Uh, we need to get behind each other uh, and make sure all of us are being successful. Cheer them on. I mean, Nate gets a promotion. I'm going to cheer him on, even though I want a promotion. So it's all about the group around you. You want, you should want to see them do well. And then also uh, I got Romans 12:21. It says, do not be overcome by evil 
but overcome evil with good. I think that explains itself. Be good, do great things, and be good to the people around you. All right, Chev, I love it. Great words from a great man, like I say every week. So, Chev, until next week, first, we got first week of the NFL season coming up. I am excited. I know you all are. But, Chev, until then, where can we find you? Yeah, you'll probably find me at Underdog, uh, so be looking out for me there. <laughs> uh, but you can find me at Chev Boyardee, boy with an I. All right. Nate, how about yourself? I'm going to be an underdog as well. Also, getting back to monkey knife fight for the season. I'm excited about it. Making yes, some money all around. Because we can't do yes. pickums on underdog. Well, by me, you can. But I got to use yeah. monkey knife fight over Monkey here. knife fight has more options for pickums. But underdog, mm-hmm. best ball drafts are undefeated. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me at Nate NFL. Becoming much more of a Debbie guy every week that goes by. Week one, week one of college football was awesome. Got Porkman and Mike becoming Debbie guys. Just got to work on Chef. Oh, it now. wasn't fair. I didn't know about Kenneth Walker, man. He got fifty points. I want a bench. <laughs> Fix got, that. It's okay, Sean. All like he had four tight ends on his entire team. They all scored zero points. So. <laughs> oh wow. I got some some quarterback on my roster. I don't know who it was. Maddie told me to draft him. He got like almost sixty points on my bench. And then Maddie texts me. He's like, what do you want for this guy? I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going to keep him. He's like, he told you to draft him. I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to keep him. He looks really good. <laughs> All right. Oh, real quick before we go. Nate, Bijan or Jameer Gibbs? Bijan. 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 Oh. All right. No, Gibbs is good. Man, I'm not going like, to say Gibbs is Yeah, Gibbs is good, like, but Bijan. Bijan is like, he's like the next Barkley or like the next Zeke. Like that's the the size and the athleticism there. That's scary. Um, Gibbs might. At, you know, I don't know. Maybe you compare him to like Kamara or something because he's got the high pass catching ability. Okay. I'm gonna right. go with Bijan. Perfect. And Pork, how about yourself? Uh, you can find me <laughs> at Twitter on um, FF Pork Man, not Pork Loin, as I might <laughs> change my name again. <laughs> and uh, my other bold take that I get a chance to because we just got all messed up. But Gerald Everett is my tight end one. I know Nate was telling me no because that's going to happen. Overall, over Kelsey, tight end one overall. <laughs> Over <No>. Gasicki? <laughs> no way, man. <laughs> Gerald Everett versus Dying doing that. That's freaking dumb. Oh, that's a losing bet. But yeah, Gerald Everett uh, as a tight end one. And uh, Dawson Knox is my tight end, too. I know me and Nate talked about it before, but it's going to happen. We got bets, I believe. Gross. Right, would you rather, would anyone rather, who's going to score more points, Mike Gasicki or Gerald Everett plus Dawson Knox? <laughs> Mike Kosecki, probably. <laughs> Mike Kosecki. Hey, look, I'm trying. Hey, I'm gonna laugh my way to the bank. I'm gonna, I'm actually, I'm gonna make a tally every week, and I'm gonna just text it to you. There you go. They got 15 points. Kosecki, two. All right. Wow. Stop. Just well, kidding, Chef. I like Kosecki too. You can find me tallying tight end points on Twitter at Rewind CEO. I would much rather you follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. Please check out our Patreon. Check out our YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook page. You want it. We got it all. We aim to please hear the Dynasty Rewind. Until next time, everyone, be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for watching, and thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, be kind. Please rewind.